was beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm a little in tears right now, standing back there, hearing everything that happened um, and preparing for, for today. Um, it was kind of a whirlwind. We had our granddaughter all weekend, and I thought I was going to get to work on this, and, well, <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> um, but it just, as I was standing back there, I was thinking, God is love. It's not what he does, it's who he is. So when we're um, worshiping him, we're worshiping love. And I think that's what this world right now really, really needs. That's not my sermon that just came from back here. Um, so now I'm just going to talk to you all a little bit because so many of you all know so much more than, than I do and are so much further in your walk. And... Um, but I feel like right now we're in the season of being thankful, obviously, the holiday season, and Thanksgiving is next week, and so um, that's where we're at. We're supposed to be thankful. We're looking for things to be thankful for. So this evening, I want to talk about uh, gratitude. Um, so I'm a big researcher. I love to, to research everything. And then I throw away three quarters of it. So <laughs> uh, the definition of gratitude is a feeling of thankfulness and appreciation. It comes from the Latin word gratis, which means thankful and pleasing. Gratitude also rhymes with attitude, which that gave me the idea of like, there's a knob on your heart and um, every morning I want to remember to take that attitude knob and turn it to gratitude in every situation and every moment of every day because I forget, you know, um, we get in a hurry or we get um, anxious or, or just have something else on our mind and we forget to say how grateful we are to people um, for things that are happening. Um, so, yeah. Turn the knob to gratitude. Um, a Harvard Health psychology research study states that gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. They're science. This is science, guys. Uh, gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, uh, relish good experiences, improve health, help deal with adversity, and build, or build stronger relationships. So basically, um, giving thanks makes you happier, makes you healthier. Uh, that's how the world views gratitude. We as Christians, we know how God is so good. Um, we have the Holy Spirit. Uh, we know his kingdom is coming. Um, so I feel like the gratitude that we can feel as Christians, I want the whole world to feel that. To just, would we have this division? Would we have what we have now? No. If we could just take gratitude and like it's a thread, a needle in a thread, and we can just stitch up all the gaps that have been made, it would, it would just really be um, so, much, so much better world. And this would even be a better world before the kingdom. Um, 
In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, Apostle Paul admonishes, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I mean, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And when life is good, it's easy to be thankful. We're grateful for seasons, sunsets, families, hugs, um, our fellowship. Excuse me. Um, sorry, wrong page. Um, but what happens when we're going through a difficult time, a darker time? Um, maybe we receive bad news or something doesn't happen the way we want it, we think it should in our lives. Uh, we get a bad health checkup or we lose a family member. Um, how do we rejoice? How do we give thanks in everything? I know not everyone, even though this is the season of Thanksgiving, I know not everybody is in, in a Thanksgiving thankful mood. You know, we're not always feeling everything that that we're grateful for, we're going through things. Um, and, oh, well, who better to talk about than Paul? Um, in Philippians 1, Paul was in prison. Um, he didn't rejoice that he was in prison, but he was in prison. But Paul gave thanks and rejoiced for hope. He had hope. Paul hoped that the good news would spread with greater boldness because he was imprisoned. He hoped that God would bring whatever good there was out of this most difficult time for him. Hope was all Paul had, and he was thankful, and he rejoiced in it. I can't even imagine, and prison isn't like prison it is today. I, can you imagine what the prison was like, dark, and I don't know. Um, but he was imprisoned, and all he wanted was the good news to get out to everyone. That's all he wanted. That's what he was hoping for. That's what, what he was thankfully rejoicing for. Um, I think it's beautiful. Uh, Romans 8, 28, we read, um, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. So we read that again and we say, we know that all things work together for good. This doesn't say that all things are good, but that God is redeeming all things. He is making all things new. We can always be grateful, even in our dark times, even when we're going through a problem. God takes it all. He takes all of our failures. He takes all of our tragedies. He takes all of our brokenness in our lives, and he renews and redeems it all. I, I, I'm thankful. I'm just thankful. Um, so even when we're going through hard times, we as Christians, we have this. We have his word. We have his 
Um, we have his love. We have his, uh, the faith in him. Um, in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, I'm going to read a New Living Translation. Um, it says, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last long. So, I mean, and we're, we're just a moment in time to God. Everything that's happening to us, it, it won't last long. But yet the, uh, they pro produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. So whatever trouble you're going through right now, you are the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. You are, I'm the daughter of the king. You are the son of the king, the daughter of the king. Um, as spirit-filled Christians, we know we were made for this time right now to share the good news and to give hope where there's none. Um, as I was researching, I came across this quote by Margaret Cousins. It says, appreciation can make a day. It can even change a life. Your willingness to put it into words is all that is necessary. I think sometimes we're, we're grateful or thankful for someone or something, but we don't put it into words. So if we have a person that's done a kind thing or even has changed our lives, um, we may not take that extra moment to, to tell them, to take the time to, to go to them and let them know, even if it's a little thing, show your gratitude. It's an action. And, and it's going to create a relationship with that person just because you were willing to t find what you were feeling inside and make them into words and take the time to tell them how they've changed you. Um, so when we worship, um, we're giving gratitude to our Heavenly Father, um, as we should. He has his abundance, um, his grace, his kingdom to come. But I think we, we should also share it with those in the world, too. So... Gratitude is a selfless act. Its acts are done unconditionally to show, the, to show people that they are appreciated. A gift that is freely given. Does that sound familiar? Aren't we given grace? We've, Jesus died on the cross for us. Freely given. So um, I think we need to share that. So if you're, I, I, I think that I'm doing a little challenge for myself and um, I'm going to try to get my family involved. Maybe I'll want in on it too. Is um, 
It's a gratitude challenge. Find gratitude in whatever it is. If you're in the drive-through, if it's taking a really long time for to get to the window to get your food, just think about how that person on the other side in there feels. They're probably, maybe they're the only one working that day. Um, so when you get to the window, instead of being annoyed, maybe say, you're doing a great job, thank you. It's little, but it, it'll make a difference. Um, if somebody's done something great for you, take the time, use the words, say thank you. Um, I found this really cool thing. It's on parentq.org. It's a gratitude family challenge, and it has all kinds of little things, it, it, from simple to, to um, you know, a little harder. Uh, so it's a, you can either write a note, or you can do this around the Thanksgiving table, um, maybe cut these out and draw, and somebody has to answer whatever you want to do. Or you can write notes to people and, and leave them and let them know. Um, but there's little ones here like uh, someone who helped you when you needed something, or someone you uh, see every day who always shows kindness. You just go to them and you let them know, or you leave them a note. Uh, if you work with them, leave them a note on their desk. Thank you for always being kind. You don't even have to sign it. That's the thing, is this is really just to show gratitude, to make that person feel love. That's all I have. Thanks. <laughs> So we're going to give uh, Nelson the day off today, huh? the night off. Is that what it is? Okay. So I'm going to do a little something at the end. Hopefully, if, if it doesn't work, then we'll blame Nelson, and I'll never be able to. You don't have to. So, so it's, um, you know what I'm grateful for? I'm grateful that we have a church that teaches and promotes the Holy Spirit, because I can't imagine going to a church that, that doesn't. I, I, I thought about that. I heard Ben spoke last week, and I'm going to kind of piggyback on what he spoke on. And for, let's keep praying into his uh, interjection of the Holy Spirit into his church. I think that's, that's awesome that he really loved this church and what we, what, how we do, how we promote the Holy Spirit, how we, he is infused with it, and he wants to bring that to his church. I think that's, first of all, that's, that's a giving attitude uh, like no other. So let's keep praying into his, uh, his teachings. But, um, so the Holy Spirit, I just want to share. I'm not, I'm not teaching or whatever. I'm just sharing tonight. This is like, it is like a small group tonight, a small group meeting. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna try that. And then luckily the Holy Spirit has opened the eyes of my heart, but unfortunately it has not opened my, my other eyes. So, so, so I remember a few years back when we first started coming here, uh, we had several people get up and just talking, sharing about how the Holy Spirit has helped them and helped them through things. And that's just basically what I'm going to do tonight is just share about my uh, things to the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, you know, the obstacles that has helped me overcome to building blocks that I never thought, how am I going to get through this? Uh, uh, bad habits, uh, uh, overcoming thoughts, even just different thoughts, um, even addictions. And I look back and I go, that has to be something when the Holy Spirit was, uh, was prayed over me. So I started doing, I wanted more research, more, more know-how on, on this Holy Spirit. And uh, so what I got is, uh, 
the Holy Spirit, also known as the Spirit of Truth, the Advocate, the Divine Enhancer. That's probably one of my favorites. And it's the promise of the Father and the gift of the Son. The Holy Spirit always testifies, always points to Jesus. Um, Jesus himself called the Holy Spirit the Comforter, or it, it's also refer, the one who walks alongside you. And to me, um, I have to be reminded, I remember a few weeks ago, I, was, I get to work with some of the, the guys from church. I was working with Ben, as a matter of fact, before he was telling me this story. And he, it just reminds us that I still have to be reminded that I have the Holy Spirit. I still, and that's why I love this church in particular, because it, it reminds me every time I walk through the door, the Holy Spirit is with us. That's why, you know, I love this five o'clock group in, in particular, but it just, it promotes, it teaches that it, it's, the Holy Spirit is, we saw it tonight at worship. I mean, come on, did you, it, I think everybody felt it here tonight. Uh, and the one thing is we have to be reminded, I do anyway, constantly, uh, for, for the boldness and confidence, that we have the boldness and confidence to go to God in our prayers. And if we, if we lose that, that thought process, if we, if we start wavering in it, uh, we forget that. We have confidence to go to our Father who gives us good gifts, you know. So it's like the, the Israelites, they, when they were going through, they, had a, they needed to be reminded constantly. You think, I used to think, these stubborn, stiff-necked people, they have a cloud of fire at night. They have the cloud to shade them during the day. They had plagues, uh, parted the Red Sea. We had uh, uh, water from rocks. We had def they defeated every army that they went out in front, and they still needed to be reminded constantly. And, and I'm thinking, wow, man, these guys are knuckleheads. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm kind of that same way. I need to be reminded. I need to be reminded. Now, Jesus Christ, when he walked along the disciples in his three-year mission, he, he was the comforter to them. And every, every uh, miracle he provided, when he received the Holy Spirit, and it's amazing, he didn't do any miracles until he received the Holy Spirit. And he, uh, water into wine, to every healing that stepped his, came his way, to, uh, well, let's see, uh, multiplying food, to uh, resurrecting the dead. And they still needed to be reminded that he was the Son of God. And it took him dying, being resurrected, and coming back to him, showing his scars, for them to go, oh, he's the son of God. So I think we still need to be reminded constantly that we have that Holy Spirit. And uh, so if that comfort walks alongside of us, we can do that. And uh, so I just remember, I just, I'm no different from, from the disciple. I would have made a good disciple. I don't know about you, but I would have made a great Israelite and a great disciple because I, I need to be reminded constantly um, so, and that is why I come to church in this church in particular, and it teaches, promotes, and values the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a reminder that the Holy Spirit filled, we are, we are Holy Spirit filled children of God, and that, uh, we can go to him with confidence and boldness. And, uh, John, John 16, 23, it states that, that, uh, whatever we ask in Jesus' name, the Father will give us. To me, that's, if you just have salvation, and there's many churches that preach salvation, but uh, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, how are you going to go to God with that confidence, knowing that what we need? We, need, we, need, we, need, we don't want work. We want a position. We don't need, we don't want uh, things that we, we don't want. We don't want our own self-desires taking over. We want what you want, Lord, so we want to pray for that. For the, the comforter 
has taught me to live in, in faith rather than through faith. And I remember being a new Christian. Holy Spirit was way beyond my imagination. And you lived, I lived through faith, meaning you pray and you hope and hope. Eh, you waited for it to happen. And with the Holy Spirit, you can pray in faith knowing that and believe, like James says, believe before it even happens, that it's going to happen for you. And that's where the Holy Spirit promotes it. And yet I still have to be reminded. And I still have to. I still need reminding. Uh, you know, so we've all been to those churches that, that are missing that. We go to some, you know, on vacation or wherever, I go back home, and they're just, they have the salvation down, but they're missing that uh, the Holy Spirit feel that we have. And to me, it's a reminder of that. They're missing that divine enhancer. It's like being a secret agent, that James Bond, 007. Well, the, they have the salvation part, but they want to keep it to themselves. Like, hey, you know, I'm just going to live my life, go through it. Uh, and then, but God doesn't need secret agents. He's got angels to do his work, his secret works. <laughs> He's got, with the, the, whole, with the Holy Spirit, it changes, he changes us from being secret agents into being ambassadors, to be, be Christ-like, to be, you know, what, what are we made to, you know, if we have salvation to ourselves, we can keep that, keep that, that vaccine card in our pocket. <laughs> no, we're going to, we, no, with the Holy Spirit, it, it brings it out to us. We're going to shine, we're going to radiate, and then that, that we have access to the most powerful presence on earth, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and that's why we come here to remind each other. And earlier, you know, as, as Andrew got up, and I wanted to get up too, but I, I didn't want to use all my stuff here. So, so, but as we got up, as we got up and just reminded, hey, we, we, we are prophetic people. We are enhanced with the Holy Spirit. We have a divine enhancer. We can go to the God boldly. We can go to each other and pray for each other knowing that, hey, I believe it. it just, just write it down. And it, that's, that's the amazing part is we come here to be reminded. And I, I get the opportunity to go out uh, uh, at work different times, and I, I see, see people from, from the church, and it's amazing because I grew up in a church where we had these, what we call them uh, uh, weekend Christians, I think you call them. And then you see them on a Wednesday and Thursday, and it's like, that's not how I remember you on Sunday, you know. And I'm so happy to say that when I meet everybody in this church on a random Tuesday or Thursday or whenever, they're the same on Sunday than they are on Tuesday and Wednesday. To me, that's just a reminder to keep that light shining, to keep it, to keep it, uh, to keep it going. And you never know when somebody else is watching. Jesus is always watching, but somebody else is watching you. So uh, we have that resurrection power. I just want to go over John 14, 12 through 14. I just want to break it down. John 14, verse 12 through 14. And uh, I didn't have it on. I think Garrett's going to bring it up for me here. He's sleeping back there. <laughs> and in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Next, ver next verse. Oh, we're going 14-12, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I did catch him sleeping. Thank gratitude. Okay. I'll pull it up on my phone. Okay. We're going to wait a minute. We, don't have, we have all the time in the world. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay, we got it. It's actually 1412. Okay. I even wrote it down for everything. But I, I love you, man. 
you're my son who I'm well pleased. Okay, so we're going to move on. Okay, this is a, it's a twofold verse, and, it, and basically I just wanted to break it down and uh, talk about how, first of all, he, he talks about him when he goes back to the Father. When he goes back to the Father. Uh, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Next verse. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Next verse. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So it's a, it's a two-fold verse that whatever we ask in his name, he will surely give it to us. And, but to me, it, it, it speaks about how when he goes to his Father, when he said he, when he's going to his Father, he's going to give us that helper. And... Uh, um, And when he gives us that helper, we have that chance to overcome. And, and he says we're going to do greater. To me, it always, always boggled my mind. How are we going to do greater things than Jesus Christ himself? But if he has the Holy Spirit infused in every one of us, as we go on through the week in different places. Now, when Jesus walked this earth, he was 100% man. He wasn't omnipotent at that point. Whoever he went, he healed. He, but he was only one man. But through us, he can be times how many that Holy Spirit is filled. He can be everywhere at once. If we are that picture, that light. Um, can you imagine the, the people in Pinyan, the Holy Spirit people in Pinyan, walking through the different parts and just Jesus Christ being everywhere they are? And that's, like, that's what he meant by, I'm going to give you that helper so I can multiply me times how many, how many didn't spill the Holy Spirit. To me, that's what speaks to me. And, and so we, when we go out, we really have to shine that light. And uh, filled with the Spirit, we become the person that God made us to be, how he knit us to be. The, the Holy Spirit helped me rid myself of my self-desires and become more of an imitator of Christ. Isn't that what our big picture is? We, we don't become imitators of Christ for salvation. We are already saved. We come because he loved us. We want to show his love back to him by those, being that imitator uh, of Jesus Christ and, and being a copycat. Or, and Jesus said, I do as I see the Father do, and we need to do as we see Jesus do what he did. And that's why we can... We can be copycats. We can be imitators of Christ when we walk out of this building. As long as we come back reminding each other that we are filled with that Holy Spirit. And, uh, and you know, an ambassador says that our goal is to be imitators so we can be, as we say, the kingdom, kingdom influencers, but we can be the kingdom of God on earth handed down from heaven. We can be that image for him, and that's what it is to me. And, but I still, I always have to be reminded. And I started doing this several months ago just to help me remind during the week. And it's a take back from, I think, <laughs> uh, growing up in Texas and moving here, I was a little worried that there wouldn't be people like me here, rednecks. And I'm happy, <laughs> and I'm happy to say that there are rednecks in New York. A lot, a lot of them. <laughs> a lot in this church, too. And I bless you, bless you guys. So, but there was, a, you know, there was a comedian way back who did the, you know, you know you're a redneck when. And then you remember that guy. And then, well, I, I started doing this. You know you're filled with the Holy Spirit when. So I'm just going to do a few, few that I've written down. And uh, join in during the week, and I'd like to hear them, you know, whenever we see me. But so this is just a few I wrote down uh, just to, to, to bring here tonight. You know you're filled with the Holy Spirit when you hear a voice inside telling you to bite your tongue before the conversation even begins. Okay. You know you're filled with the Holy Spirit when you hear him laughing with you 
after totally embarrassing yourself. I don't know about you, but I totally do stupid stuff, and I hear this voice laughing, and I have to laugh, too. Um, no, this one's for you, Nelson. I, I picked this one. You know you're filled with the Holy Spirit when you coast four miles in the dark with no battery and just a flashlight to light the way. Uh, so it's a darkness is always going to over, overtake the, you know, the darkness is never going to overtake the light. So the light, even just a small light, is going to overtake the darkness, right? So, and then, you know you're filled with the Holy Spirit when you start having compassion for that person who totally pushes your buttons. Yeah. And you, you know you have, you're filled with the Holy Spirit when even in a bad spot, you can't stop, you can't stop thinking of the good that will come out of it. And amen to that. So, and then you know you're filled with the Holy Spirit when you can't wait to get back together and worship and praise God with your church family. Hallelujah. So let's just be a reminder to each other, not just at church, but through the week. And I'm going to be sneaking up on you guys, checking. No, we don't. We, that's the love of, there's no judgment in this church. There's no, there's no, hey, you hear about such and such. So I love it about this church that we are a compassionate people and we're, we're, we're here to help and remind about that Holy Spirit in us. So let's just do that.